Hi everyone, this is I Need No Name and you're listening to the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. Today we're going to be reviewing Bayern's 2-1 loss to Mainz in the Bundesliga and just for your information, this is my first ever podcast of any type so I'm looking forward to comments and feedback. I have no idea what I'm doing so just be nice please. Let's begin. The game started pretty badly for Bayern when David Alaba practically assisted Burkhardt for the opener. He took a nice touch and it put a tiny bit of swerve on the ball that Manuel Neuer couldn't save and it sent into the back of the net. A few minutes later, Daniel Atza hit the post. It was quite a bad start for Bayern, honestly. It was about as bad as the game against PSG in Munich or any number of other games that we've had this season. You can really tell that it's been a tough season. It's not been good at all. Mainz had a terrific game plan. You have to give credit to Bo Svensson for what he's done with that team. It wasn't that long ago that Mainz looked like they were practically guaranteed to be relegated. They were basically playing on Schalke tier. But then against Bayern, they put some amazing pressure on the back line. Which is the last thing you could tell that Boateng and Alaba wanted. They wanted to make Bayern's defense as uncomfortable as possible. And in my opinion, they really did succeed in that. Then again, given the state of the defense this season, being uncomfortable is basically our default state, so maybe I'm giving them too much credit. The first 20 minutes were a complete disaster, honestly. Literally every shortcoming this team has was on full display. Like, if anyone asks you what's wrong with Bayern Munich, you show them this 20 minutes against Mainz, because it was a complete and utter debacle. Even after the first 20, it wasn't really that Bayern improved. It was more like Mainz pulled back and let the team come forward because the attack did not threaten them at all. Then Quezon made a 2-0 in the 36th minute from a header from a free kick. And obviously, as usual, there was some really awful defending involved. I mean, what can you say at this point? The first half was a total write-off for Bayern. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have closed my eyes or something, or maybe even changed the channel, because it was really ugly out there. Goretzka was lucky not to get a second yellow, because he was really towing the line, and the team went into the second half, as usual, with a deficit to overturn. Flick did make some proactive subs at the half, taking off Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman for Jamal Musiala and Chupomoting. Goretzka did look off the pace after coming back from injury, so he was taken off for Nianzu, with David Alaba moving into midfield. Unfortunately for the coach, the subs didn't really have much of an impact. The team was really struggling to create chances, and Robert Lewandowski was very isolated up top. It was like he was completely alone up there. The game didn't really get better for Bayern, even after Serge Gnabry came on for Alaba. There was a lot of huffing and puffing on the offensive end, but like, we finally did get a consolation goal, and the score was 2-1. Bayern will have to wait a little bit longer for the confirmation of the Bundesliga title and that special little fifth star on the top of the logo, unless Leipzig lose their game tomorrow, in which case we can have a celebration tomorrow itself. So, let's talk about the game for a second, because it wasn't good. The first point I just want to address is the fact that Mainz played their game plan, which was the perfect blueprint to take Bayern down. And it's something that we've known about as far back as the UEFA Super Cup against Sevilla. There are three things that Mainz did, which we've seen time and time again in Bayern defeats. And it's just, it's frustrating to see them over and over. 
One thing that they did is that they pressed up high up the pitch and they denied Bayern's defense the opportunity to push up high and narrow the pitch. This kept the press from being effective as usual and then they played quick passes and one-touch passes through the gaps aiming for where the players would be rather than where the players already are. It's kind of a risky tactic in general because you have a really high chance of losing the ball but the benefits when you're playing Bayern are immense because Bayern win back the ball anyway. What, what do you have to lose? Bayern's defense meanwhile really can't deal with like single touch vertical passes. It doesn't matter if it's Mbappe or Quazon. It's just your best bet for keeping this team on their toes. The final thing that Mainz did really well and I have to commend them for that is that they knew how to moderate their output. Some teams what they do is that they go 100 miles per hour and then when they get tired Bayern can come back into the game. Instead of letting his team do that, Bo Svensson did something really clever. He made them defend in numbers occasionally and let Bayern come forward and basically allow his team to rest in periods between the game and preserve their stamina. It's a very similar tactic to something that Max Allegri did with Juventus against Barcelona back in uh, 2017 if I'm not wrong, where they just lowered the intensity occasionally and just kept the dominant team allowed them to come forward but kept them from establishing a rhythm. It's kind of worrying in my opinion that Flick has had so many teams use this exact tactic against him and how ex almost every team nowadays knows how to pressure Bayern and take points from us but the coach does not make any changes that could really affect the game that much. Of course, I mean, you have to admit, part of the reason that these tactics work right now is because of how tired our players are from all the games we've played. Mines have played a fraction of the game's pines are, but I have to accuse the coach of not really evolving to meet his opponent's tactical adjustments and that's really not a good thing for a team like Bayern who are always going to be the team to beat really the team that everyone plans for everyone plots against and speaking of the coach I think some people have said that the reason why Bayern lost is because the players were looking demotivated because Hansi Flick announced his departure Honestly, I, I don't buy it. I don't think it was a factor. Bayern's loss was down to tactics, really good tactics by Mainz and also because the players were simply not up to par, especially the defense. The defense is just, if you concede in the first two minutes, which is also something we did against PSG, then you're just going to have an uphill battle for the rest of the game. It just puts so much pressure on you and it takes so much pressure off the opponents. We've had a lot of comebacks this season, I don't deny it. But that's just showing how unlikely it all is. It's just it's just so strange. You can't just get comebacks like that in every game. And even though our offense has been so good, like if our defense was better, we would be doing so much more in every single competition. I mean, think about the defense for a moment. It's really my next topic that I want to discuss. Now, I've said that letting David Alaba leave is a big loss for the club given how long he's been here and how much he's done for the team but these are the kinds of performances that almost make me glad to see him go he's just been so awful this season and it's crazy to hear that Real Madrid are ready to give him a 150 million euro contract after all this maybe Florentino Perez was banking on that Super League money to pay for it because I don't see how Alaba justifies that kind of salary at the moment Boateng too I don't I know everyone's devastated to see him go but it's the right decision. He's just too inconsistent at his age. And when you have guys like Upamecano, Nianzu, 
Sewell and even Richards who's been doing really well at Hoffenheim when you have youngsters like this coming through you can't just keep a veteran around like him to block their spots that's not to say that Bayern's defensive record is totally the fault of these two players they share some of that with Hansi Flick but when Lucas Hernandez plays you can see the difference the difference is like heaven and hell he was injured today so he really suffered but Going forward, he has to be the starter at left centre-back. There is no better defender on this team. And Manuel Neuer really needs someone competent in front of him to keep all these goals from being conceded. It's just a crime how many goals we concede with the best goalkeeper in the world between the sticks. It's just so frustrating. I mean, as Kovac once said, defending is easy. You don't have to be conceding all these goals and losing to Mainz or going out to PSG. Mainz should be in the semis of the UCL this week and the Pokal, we should be right up there but we'll have to have a two-week break instead because we conceded too many goals in such stupid ways for a club of this stature that's just unacceptable i know that flick wants to leave so whoever takes over for him i hope he does better with his defense leipzig have the best defensive record in the bundesliga this year so maybe julian nagelsmann is the man maybe he can fix his defense or maybe he just can just take it back to what it was last year because we weren't conceding goals like this last year anyway Let's shift our focus for a second and let's talk about the offense. Bayern were very blunt, I'd say. Robert Lewandowski did get his goal, which pushes him slightly closer to the Gerd Muller record. But honestly, I don't see it happening. I, I, I can't see him getting 40 goals with the games that we have left. Muller aside, the wingers have been just so so terrible this season that there's no way Louis can get the service that he needs to score the goals that are left. I mean, if he had maybe Iron Robin and Von Kribery up there, maybe he could get that service that he needs. But at the moment, there's just nothing coming into the middle. Maybe if Lewandowski hadn't been injured against Andorra, then maybe he could have broken it because he was in amazing form. But now, everything that's going on and the lack of games, I don't think it's going to happen. It's kind of crazy how that one game against Andorra basically derailed Bayern's season. Honestly, the international break just killed us. I think Pep Guardiola said that in one of his press conferences. He mentioned how that international break is just destroyed Bayern's season. Sané and Coman too, we were in such good form going into that break. And we thought they'd be really good against PSG. But since that break, they've just played like headless chickens. I don't know what's happened to them. Sane especially. Let's let's talk about Sane. He wears the number 10 shirt like Iron Robin did. And he occasionally gets goals like Robin. If you go on Reddit, you'll see the Le Cut Inside Man meme. That's because he just does that exact thing. He cuts inside, shoots, goes into the top corner. But Sane is just a far cry from the player Robin used to be. Robin had so many options when he was on the ball. He wasn't always just cut inside. He could pass to Lam. He could cross. He could dribble in, or he could switch it to Ribery on the opposite flank. Sani just doesn't do any of that. He seems like he only has this one trick, which is cut inside. And when that doesn't happen, he just sends the ball back or squares it to the midfield. That just that kills Bayern's attacks. We don't have any momentum from those. And it's no wonder that Lewandowski and Muller barely got any service from him today. Subbing him off for Masiala was a great decision, because in my opinion, he was much better than Sani in the few minutes he got. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough. 
and Bayern's offense was completely stifled against Mainz. I wonder if Flick missed a trick by not keeping Coman on and just putting Musiala and Davies on the left. They have been so good on that flank and I think Chupo coming on only hurt Davies' ability to go forward and be proactive in attack. Flick has been kind of making some questionable decisions lately when it comes to in-game management and especially when it comes to Musiala. I mean, why didn't Musiala play against PSG for example? I understand that you have to be cautious with someone who's this young. Buziala uh, is only a teenager. He's even younger than Davies was when Davies broke through at Bayern. But Bayern needed more from the offense. And Flick, the way he set it up, was just not cutting it. Bringing on Gnabry for Alaba didn't help either. I just don't want to keep talking about this. It's just it's kind of depressing. And it's kind of a, a problem that will really fix itself. Flick probably knows what's going on and even if he doesn't, the next manager will know. You can't go wrong with this group of players. Our corners suck. I mean, they they suck so bad. I can't... I I just don't know what to say. It's just... Even Flick doesn't know what to say. What what can you say when you have corners this terrible? Our set pieces are so non-threatening. I can say that mines probably were cheering whenever we got a corner. I wish we could maybe get Niko Kovac back as a set-piece coach because under him, our corners were actually decent. Well, anyway, um, let's not talk about Kovac anymore. Let's talk about someone like Kimmich. I'm, I'm very, very concerned about Yozua Kimmich. He's playing way too much. He's playing too much at this stage, and it's going to destroy him when he gets older. He's playing... I just checked who scored, and he's playing the full 90 without rest twice a week for over a month now that that kind of work rate just leaves a mark Bayern fans will remember how Schweinsteiger basically destroyed his body by 32 by leaving everything he had on the pitch in every game it was great to watch but we lost an amazing player that way Kimmich has the intelligence and he has the skill to play at a high level for another decade at the very least and I hope he doesn't cut his career short just playing so many minutes for no apparent reason. We need to preserve him a little and it's up to the bosses to get someone who can really back him up because at the moment Mark Roca who is our designated backup for Kimmich he just doesn't cut it. I I know that fans really want Hansi Flick to use him more but Roca is just he has too many tactical deficiencies especially when he's pressing and he can't do what Kimmich does. No one can really on this squad. When we had Thiago, we had a ready-made option to substitute Kimmich, but not anymore. I just don't know. We let him go, and now it's just such a difficult situation for all of us. Anyway, um, let's try and find some positives from the game. Um, we got a goal. That was good. That's always good, getting goals. Tangi Nyonzu was solid again. That's a big plus. I hope he gets more game time, because he's... Like, I mean, not, it's not like the defenders ahead of him are doing any better. And I don't know what else to say, really. It was a poor performance. I, If I wasn't doing this pod, I might have switched over to the IPL instead because KKR are playing. Or maybe not. I mean, KKR are actually worse than Pine were today. Man, what did I do to deserve this? Oh my god. Anyway, this was my first pod, so let me know in the comments what you think. Or what I can do better next time. Check out our match observations, our match awards, and the live blog for all the latest on the game. This was I Need No Name on the Bavarian Podcast Works. Signing out. Good night.